to another exciting episode of A Legion on Zoom. We need to talk about the plight of the white billionaire orphan in the inner city. We need to talk about fucking vengeance. I want to talk about Gotham. Yo, I think the Riddler's going to come after you, man, because the Riddler was like, fuck all these orphan billionaires. I mean, I agree with him. What do you mean come after me? Don't you see my hoodie? It's like pretty <laughs> retro Riddler, if you think about it. Was oh, and you're in the Batcave, too, eh? So you're fucking facts, things facts, up. Facts. I'm in the future Batcave, which Battenson is not going to get this kind of Batcave for a long time. Because what? He's like year three Batman. Yeah, year ending year two. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is fucking wild. And I appreciate that you see the pitfalls. Right. And so obviously everybody tuning in, listening in, streaming us fucking on podcast, YouTube, everybody, right? This is obviously the Legion on Zoom. This is Miguel with Legionnaires, obviously Chez and Rod for a very special episode where we're going to fucking dive deep into the Batman, right? So fucking what you can expect for today, we're going to fucking talk about the Batman, all the things we loved about it and probably little things we might have not liked, but we fucking loved it. And then, you know, stick around because we're going to have a fucking classic Who's More Epic, which we haven't done that in a minute. We're going to give you some comic book recommendations and then we're going to go tinfoil hat moments talking about speculations for the next fucking movie. Uh, Facts. Totally out of context without rhyme or reason. But yeah, dude, the movie was fucking awesome. Shit was crazy. It was long as fuck, though. One of the first things that's that um stuck out to me and I bring this up as soon as we exit the theater. I feel like they wasted literal film at certain spots. Like there were so <laughs> many moments that if they would have been two to three seconds shorter, the film could have been like 245 easy instead of three hours long. Yeah. yeah. Spoiler alert. So if you oh, yeah. haven't seen it yet, Facts. we're gonna talk Spoiler about alert. everything. Exactly. And also, like, I feel like if you have you have you should at this point have seen it maybe more than once, because I think for out of us, I think I'm the only one who's seen it twice already. Right. Yeah, I've only seen it once, and but I'm definitely going to see it again. It needs yeah, to be on HBO Max twice. in like a month or some shit. <laughs> oh, word. I think it is coming out in April, actually. So that's not fucking too far away. So that's, yeah. that's pretty cool. And then if you watch it twice, too, again, I think I'll say be careful because I do have actually some bad news to share with the show. Like, I'm actually going to be filing for divorce. So yesterday I saw the movie with my wife. It was my my second time, my wife's first time, and she didn't like it. So what am I supposed to do? How am I? I mean, how am I supposed to move on from that? Just ask her to watch Batman versus Superman Ultimate Edition and or the four hour Snyder Cut, which is coming up on a one year anniversary (laughs) in in a week. Obligatory Snyder mention. Fuck. Oh, yeah. And that wasn't planned, you know. But if you want to see if you want to see if you want to see a superior Batman film, definitely check those out. But I'm not disagreeing completely with Gene. I can see why it wasn't great. Like I got. I got Andrew Garfield Spider-Man vibes. Like I enjoyed it. It was moody. You know, it was like the Lone Avenger. But at the same time, it it like comparatively to like Tom Holland and Tobey Maguire, I feel like this one was like the Andrew Garfield of the Batman films. Damn, and and I, that's not saying it's bad because Andrew Garfield what? is cool. I mean, great. Part two was trash though. But I feel like this True. is like the. Andrew Garfield. And then like, I saw like a meme on Instagram that they were like roommates with Charlie Cox. I'm like, ah, all these British dudes 
you making these like you. moody superhero movies and shit. I want to physically <laughs> cause you harm. Yo, what? fucking. That's what, what do you have against what Rod said? <laughs> I actually so, felt like it was a. I love the comparison. Okay, wait, first. The Andrew Garfield. No, the first Batman of all, films. first of all, okay, first of all, first of all, as far as the divorce, is it really bad news? Because if she didn't like it, you don't need the type of energy in your life. So keep it moving. You know what? Actually, you're probably right. It's, it's for the best for, for, for my own self. I'm, my life's going to improve. Second, second, in the cesspool that is Batman roles, there are only a few shining stars. You got fucking Val Kilmore, George Clooney, fucking, I'll say it, Adam West. I think he sucks, unpopular opinion. Fucking like, <laughs> and, and you're saying that Battinson is the Andrew, What? But Andrew Garfield, okay, like visually, right? when he was cast, no! I was all in. He was he was amazing. The only thing I have, I have this weird caveat though that for year three Batman, he's kind of OP. His armor was like Arkham, like Arkham City level shit. He was getting riddled with bullets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They kind of beasted <laughs> a little bit. He was getting riddled with fucking bullets, like I, year three. But I think just that I to play devil's advocate to be on Rod's side a little bit here. It, it's uh, he's not saying that Andrew Garfield sucks, and he's not saying that Robert Pattinson sucks. No, that's like, exactly what he's like. Saying. He's not comparing Robert Pattinson to fucking Val Kilmer, right? Or Andrew Garfield to Val Kilmer. It's like Andrew Garfield was great. He was a good Spider-Man. The second movie sucked. That's true. But but I I think that's a probably pretty fair comparison, especially now that we saw No Way Home because we got to see Andrew Garfield kick ass again. And so we know he's a badass. But next to Toby, next to Tom. Bro, you're left black. It goes bail. Battinson, then wait, Battinson. wait, 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 because that's our who's more epic. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're so, jumping so. ahead. <laughs> no, 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 I'm angry, bro. He's trying to, you're trying to trigger me. That's what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but all right, but wait, wait, wait one, what, let, let's talk. Let's talk about the suit, though, right? Because I think one of the coolest things about this, so you know, keep for people listening, we're gonna talk about the inspiration for the sh- for the movie, but um, it's this is year two Batman. It's ending it year, year two. Three? No, it's yeah. ending year two. Um, now that I rewatched it, it was great to fucking. I was like almost like with a notebook taking notes as I'm watching so it. So getting into year three, so to speak. Yeah. So it's actually October thirty first of year two. So so he's ending year two. Uh, so it's the first time we get to see. Well, you know, well, well we saw Batman Begins, which is literally Batman beginning. But it's one of the best is, films ever made. This is the I think uh, really we're getting to see Batman learning the ropes you know he's already been on the streets for a little while uh, uh but one of the things i thought that for me was cool to see was the suit uh, i think this suit was very different than from what we've seen before but it was extremely bulletproof what, what do you all think of the suit arkham city like that shit was that shit was wild the amount of bullets that he was taking like it was i've never to be fair i've never seen any batman take so many bullets now that when you think about it like he just he was just a walking tank yeah and his third like entering his third year ending his second with no usual for example with bale we got the whole thing when he was with a uh, fox you know in like that weird in between floor and wayne tower getting his tech um you saw some technology like when it came to batman 89 he was deep into his career at that point you're like really you got that type of tech in your second year as batman are they trying to justify it? Because it's like in the 2000s, but still, it was wild. It was too much. Mm. Well, that's a good point, right? Because it is, right? It's not Batman 89, right? It's not yeah, like, like, technology of 1989. It is the technology of 2022. 
it, which we would assume Batman's tech is ahead of the fucking game by at least a decade, I bet. But I, relatively I, speaking, though, like in 89, not saying that is 89 tech, it's advanced tech, relatively speaking. And that Batman, uh, what's his wow brain fart? What's his name? Michael, Michael Keaton? Keaton? Yeah. Oh, Keaton. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's not get into that. Let's see. It. <laughs> but, but Keaton, like that Batman, he's deep into his years in Batman. You know what I'm saying? Like at least a decade. One could assume he's a he's a grown ass man. This one has like the tech that every other Batman would have, but this is like the earliest of the live actions we've seen. It was unsettling on the low. It was wild. Something I think I'd like to see actually now that we're talking, because I look, I liked it. I liked the suit. I thought it was pretty practical. And like you said, like, yeah, like from the games, uh, uh, I do wonder, like he took too many fucking uh, 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 bullet uh, gunshots, like in actually pretty close range. It wasn't really until the... Um, or, the last fight at the at the Madison Square Gotham Square Garden uh, scene where he gets a shotgun to like the chest like close range that knocks him that out. Twice? Sniper rifle, yeah. yeah no, that, that was a shotgun. That was actually a shotgun because I because then he fills the shotgun, he opens it up and points the gun to his face when Catwoman shows up. So I thought that was interesting because it was different. It wasn't a sniper. It was a shotgun. Um, well, I, I I I don't know. I don't know guns. Yeah, me neither. I don't I don't know. Yeah, because I remember they all had like so fast forward to the end. They all had like these sniper rifles and they're trying to assassinate the mayor and shit. What was the mayor's name? She had like a cool sounding name. I don't remember. Oh, I don't remember. She was epic, it was, though. Yeah, it was some epic. epic. But yeah, very quickly, uh, just on topic. So age one cast, because we're talking about um, Michael Heaton and when he became Batman. So we have Ben Affleck was 42 when he was cast. Wow. We have, uh, let me see, Dark Knight Rises, uh, Christian Bale was 37, George Clooney, Adam West, Val Kilmer were all late 30s. I don't know. And Robert, Pat- Robert Pattinson is, is how, how old? I mean, like, it's kind of good that you brought that up because, like, I see it as their the actor's He's- age almost carries over to the Batman. Robert Pattinson is 35. Damn, he looks good for 35. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't think it, right? Fuck. You think he's 30 or some shit? Shout out to Pat. <laughs> it's so, so something I like. I actually would love to see like that Mythbuster show, right? Or something to I want to see how realistic is that suit? Like, if you is there armor out there that could take that many fucking uh shots? You know, I would love to see that played out to have a sense of how well, I have <laughs> thoughts on that. Kind of. Well, this was um kind of a topic, but also on topic. Oh, few decades ago there were these two dudes who got dressed up in total full body armor like in west hollywood and had a full shootout with the cops do you remember that that they got high on yeah, bar yeah bitch some wins. heat shit yeah yeah yeah. Al Pacino. yeah yo they got high on bar bitch wins, were dressed up in head to toe body armor and went full on versus almost like an entire precinct of cops so that Damn. was decades so just going by the concept of how fast technology progresses hell yeah you got some shit like that now it just, yeah, it's just expensive as fuck, but it's doable. But the one thing is, like, I wonder, did did this suit stop this man from kicking? <laughs> yeah, because he was freaking all fists, man. <laughs> all right, yo, real quick, uh, did we have who, which is more epic bat suit? Is that in our on the agenda? Ooh. No, no, we just all have right, the do it real quick. Top three. Let's do Damn. it. So I, I think I got to give it to this suit as the best uh, not the best looking because i mean there's cooler looking but like we're talking like you chess you said like arkham city this one yeah. is 
is building towards that level. Yeah, word, of, you're right. It's the most tactical of all the costumes. It's like the Mach Zero. Yeah, I think I think I would probably give it to this one as number one. And then at number two, fuck, I can't since the Michael Keaton costume was so iconic and it's like one of the first <laughs> ones I saw. Well, you know, aside from Adam West, I kind of got to go with the 89. Ooh. Although in Batman Returns, it's a slightly different outfit. It's like less. It's a bit more tactical, yeah. similar to how Christian Bale became more tactical in The Dark Knight. Right. And then at number three, I probably got to give it to the Dark Knight, um, Christian Bale. I, I I actually would do, I was thinking the same thing. I would just probably flip it around. Like number one, I would have the Batman, this one. Pattinson suit, I think is my favorite suit so far. The second one, I would give it to the Dark Knight, I think. Uh, uh, but closely tied to, uh, almost tied to Bruce Wayne. I mean, <laughs> Batman 89. Well, for me, it would be Bale, Pattinson, Batflick. Straight up. I'm actually surprised, Rod, that you didn't put Baffleck up there, dude. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, it, it's the most comic book, but it's not tactical. Like, it's that's the thing. It, although he moved the best out of all the Batmans ever, surprisingly, yes. it just, it was basically from the comic. He just jumped out of Jim Lee's fucking hush comic book and came to life, in my yeah, humble yeah, opinion. Because, yeah, uh, yeah, cause it was weird because, yeah, like, Batflick suit is supposed to be the gay skin tight on top of his muscles. But it's a suit that looks like that. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a weird <laughs> gray area. While, while the other ones are just straight up a guy with armor that happens to be shaped like muscles. You know what I mean? Right. And then with Battinson, you see that it's clothed, you know, because it's early. With Batflick, it's his suit is designed to look like a skin tight suit on top of muscles, but it's the suit that he's wearing. Right, right. It's some suitception shit. I don't know, but I'll just keep going. <laughs> Yo, but yeah, but besides the suit, how did we feel about the rest of the tech that we were able to see? Because we didn't see that much tech, though, but I did love like the little things like the eye thing, the oh how he's God. recording everything. Yep. That was dope. The reason I behind it was why I loved it, because you can't remember shit because he doesn't sleep. Oof, the grounding of that and the fact that he has to like review everything while he listens to Mad like Nirvana, like that emo <laughs> in the train station, straight right. up. Like it's wild. I like that a lot. And like how practical of a setup you had to have across the street. You had to fucking set up like a whole IT setup with fucking like think about how early he had to get on the other side of the club to set all that up for him and Catwoman before she went in. I'm jumping ahead, but like But it wasn't like, yeah, it, it was a Catwoman's place, I think, where he set up, no? Or but but yeah, exactly. Like that's that's IT. And it's like, well, Chess, you work in IT, so you know that takes time. Yo, that yo, for him to set up took him at least like a solid 30 minutes before he sent her out that was yeah. not shown in the movie. <laughs> just going off of an estimate all this shit and he had to bring a bunch of stuff with him i actually loved also like with this second rewatch to pick up those little details like you said like um because he explains right that he records because he's not sleeping much and so then the days blend and he gets confused which is i'm like that's true right obviously also as a psychologist i know what the fucking sleep deprivation can do and yeah but i love the little details too because in that first scene when he talks to alfred and then like he goes to bed or something and then comes down to meet Alfred where Alfred's in this gothic ass table in the daylight when uh, uh, Battison walks in, he kind of like squints a little bit. He's like, oh, like the light, like he's, he oh, doesn't word. like that. And then he puts sunglasses on. I'm like, it's mad little, like that has nothing to do with the story, but I feel like I love that little fucking detail. Word, um, which kind of goes to show like 
this is one of the times when you see the demands of being Batman on Bruce Wayne, like physically. You don't see that shit often. Like Bale's mad epic with it. Fucking wakes up, does dead drop push-ups, drinks a green juice out being Bruce Wayne and shit. This one is like, yo, this shit is crazy. <laughs> like, what am I doing? <laughs> Rod, what, what did you love the tech, man? Because you know you're, you're the biggest Batman fan. Fucking Batman. Out, out yeah, yeah. Group, I was trying bro. to give you guys space because I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to take for over it. and shit. Go for <laughs> it. Go for it, bro. So, so let's talk about Bruce Wayne first. Right. Let's let's analyze. Let's go behind the mask. You just started let's a lecture, right? Man. <laughs> yo, 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 I'm not gonna lie. Your voice got a little deep. <laughs> All right. Definitely the definitely the darkest, most disturbed Bruce Wayne. Right. The the most the most impacted by his other life, by his alter ego. Yeah. And, and I was looking forward to that. I was looking forward to just seeing a Batman who's also kind of psychotic and, and it's on the surface because we even yes. see him stalking Selena at one point, which I thought was really cool and Word. creepy. I'm like, because there's always been this thing like in Gotham where is Batman one of these crazies that makes it such an unstable place to live? Is he just yep. perpetuating this madness? He thinks he's stopping it, but he's just attracting. <laughs> just that, just to throw quickly, I wouldn't necessarily say stalking, uh, well, per se, because because he, Recon. I think he was being a detective, right? Because he, he, he saw that Selena looked at the photo that he was showing Penguin. She looked at, so there was some, and he recognized the boot in the photo, and so he. He's like, I'm going to follow her, to, you know, as a detective. So yeah, not- but she starts taking her clothes off. Like well- a gentleman would <laughs> a gentleman would be like, I right, hold up. The detective work can take a pause. Nah, throbbing cock like that <laughs> on the rooftops of Gotham. But it was cool because it because it, it, it shows how he became intrigued by her and how that romance starts in a creepy mm. ass way. Some of you, although I've never seen this shit on Netflix, but I'm assuming it's some creepy shit <laughs> Facts, from the yeah. promos. Damn, that's a good point, man. That's a good point. Shit. Yeah, I, I also felt like this was the least layered Bruce Wayne, probably the less, the least compelling of all the Bruce Waynes, uh, easily, right? N- obviously not counting Adam West. He's like some Hugh Hefner as I don't even know what the hell's going on there, but I feel like this was, and again, the, the parallels to Andrew Garfield, it's like, it's like it's a good it's a good presentation it's a good meal but then you just get left like damn i don't know it doesn't damn, that's it's missing something like it doesn't have the the acting chops because coming out of this movie i automatically thought about batman begins which i saw with Chez way back in 2005 i think that came Facts, out back in the uh, yeah so i remember leaving that movie like okay it's a good start you know they cast christian bill who i already loved from american psycho right uh, and and I feel like the acting was there. Gary Oldman, uh, Mike Kane, like a lot of eight eight tier actors. This one, I I didn't feel like it had like the the ensemble cast to really carry it into film status, like Nolan's movies did. Facts. But it left me saying, okay, like Matt Reeves built he 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 built the scenery and he set the stage for uh, new things to come. So. With regards to like you know, starting a new franchise, this one wasn't great, but definitely a good start. I agree. I think that, yeah, that's actually a good point. And actually that kind of echoes what Gina, my wife, was saying yesterday about the movie, because that's true, especially comparing it to The Dark Knight, right? <laughs> it's in print, the profit. The yeah. paper. I'm actually, you know, considering now hearing these comments. Right? <laughs> uh, but the, the that you know, we didn't really get too deep into much of the characters, right? Because and even in the Nolan films, we do get 
we at least the some characters know them a little bit more, care about them a little bit more, right? Than than what we when we do here. Like I think Catwoman maybe was the one that we got a little bit more information about her, and even James Gordon, I think. I kind of cared about him more because he was like just a random yeah. dude. Like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> like, and yeah, he seemed a little dopey to me, though. I don't know. Like, nah, I, I, I enjoyed. I, for the record, I enjoyed Jeffrey Wright's performance. Like, he's a like he's a good Gordon. Like, right. he's top tier Gordon. The way the character was handled, he he could have seemed a bit more present. I don't know. He seemed to be just delivering lines, like questions. Like, right. you know what That's I'm true. saying? He he could have been a bit more insightful as opposed to more inquisitive. Right. Woo! Mic drop. Side note. Side note. Um, <laughs> Jeffrey Wright does the voice for Batman in Batman: The Audio Adventures, which is on HBO Max and Spotify, whatever. So he's he's doing the same exact voice <laughs> that he does in the Audio Adventure. So it's just funny when they're interrogating the Penguin that we'll get, we'll get into. Uh, was it Colin? Colin, Colin Farrell. Shout Colin out to Farrell. Colin fucking yes. Farrell. Uh, so yeah, it's, it was just funny hearing them both do their Batman voices and. and I, I feel like Jeffrey Wright is the superior actor and the superior Batman, but yeah. Yes, yes, I agree. The, the one thing I think at least That's I do, wild. Matt, Matt Reeves didn't give us much, but I'm hoping for the sequel we'll get more like, because exactly, we got this very like dark and emo Bruce and who's struggling and he, he, he also, you get kind of like a spoiled kind of like, you know, like, you know, the way he talks to Alfred, like, uh-huh. you know, you're not my father. And with, with the cufflinks, like, oh, are you a Wayne? You know, like, damn, dick. <laughs> like, what? don't be such a fucking jerk. And but the one thing I like, though, that at the end, right after Alfred, you know, is, is, is blown up and then he's in the hospital, that that kind of helped, I think, uh, uh, Madison to become the Bruce Wayne that we'll know from the books, right? Where he's more like I, you know, saying something about he never thought he'd feel fear again about losing someone he cared about. And so now he was nice, you know, right. And so I feel like that was what he needed to go through to hopefully not be a dick. And I'm hoping for the sequel, he's going to get a haircut. (laughs) You know, he's going to be more proper Bruce Wayne uh, uh, because like Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne, you know, we're going back to the Dark Knight. Like it was great the way he changed from Batman to Bruce Wayne. And yeah. But I have it thoughts was good. About, I have thoughts about that scene in the hospital. Good acting on uh, what's this dude's name? The one who played the um the claw dude, Andy Circus. Andy Circus, yeah. Um, I enjoyed his acting in that scene. I felt like Pattinson overacted in the hospital scene. I don't know, just felt a little bit soap opery from his end. But I appreciated the moment though. I don't know, like just something about that scene was like, eh. Yo, just for a moment in the movie theater, I thought Matt Reeves was just going to be bold and just kill Alfred off in the first movie. I thought that would have given this movie a whole other point. So whatever we're going to give it, that shit would have just been, oh, this shit is real. Because like (laughs) this one is trying to sort of, in my opinion, be like the Joker and that is like very grounded and very gritty. I think the Joker is probably the grittiest Batman mm. universe film ever. And I feel like this one was kind of like building off of that. O- almost to the point where the Gothams can almost coexist in, in a way. Maybe. Word. Whatever. No, no, no. You know what? Good point. I really felt like this Gotham was very much in the spirit of like the Nolan one. Like they they carry like very similar tone. Like you could almost overlap them, and it's like, oh shit, it's the same universe. It's almost like it's almost to the point that like if you eliminate Batman Begins, Pattinson grows up to be that Batman. 
I wouldn't go that far. I'd say they yeah. don't grow up to be Christian Bale's fucking Batman. But but I I I agree with both of you about the Gotham City. I I think this Gotham City is a mix of Joker and Nolan's uh uh, uh, uh Gotham's. I think. And but even that in of itself, I really loved Gotham City in this movie. I felt like it was we we were in it more. We were in the streets more, no, and and we got to see things. And and you know, actually, I rewatched The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises right after I saw it the first time. And we do get some a lot of shots of Gotham, but I don't know. It feels more like a backdrop versus here. It really did feel like oh, I'm in fucking Gotham, and it matters. And 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 it looked a lot like New York in some parts too, so which was kind of fucking cool. Yeah. And for the Joker, it's like the Bronx, like Gotham, which is the exactly Bronx. Uh-huh. Yeah, where, where it was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but, but back to that point, very quick. I just felt like they fucking they should have just killed them off. That would have been so beautiful. That would have been just, a brand just to push take. this Batman over the edge. You know, he's already dark and twisted. And, and this movie, the comparisons to Seven are obvious, right? It really wants to be Seven, one of the greatest films starring fucking Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman. Oh, yeah. I got that vibe, low key too. And that other dude that like. And Kevin Spacey before Kevin Spacey, before yeah, he yeah. got canceled, <laughs> yeah, the right now defamed Kevin Spacey. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he still got bread though. He's he chilling. Facts. But facts. yeah, anyway, that, I, opportunity I, I, with the thing with Alfred though, I I disagree. I respectfully disagree. Just because I when Alfred was blown up, I didn't give a fuck. Like I cared because I care about Alfred, but I didn't care about Andy Circus Alfred. Like we had him like two scenes before Dude. three. Like I felt like. You know, I felt that Matt Reeves was really um, banking on us already caring about the characters because of the mythos and everything we've read. Yeah. Not so much about themselves in this universe, because like I think for Michael Caine, I care about Michael Caine and even Jeremy Irons, like like he's like he's in it. Like I, I and for Andy Serkis, it was more like. I like him as an actor. He's fucking, he, come on, he, like Lord of the Rings fame. He was Golem. He was fucking the main uh, ape in uh, Planet of the Apes, like in Cla- Claw and Black Panther. But I I, I think he could abuse more uh, of fucking uh, Alfred in this film. For me to care about, he got blown up. It's like, oh, okay. Dude, I just had this fucking epic idea. I feel like they should have killed this Andy Zirka's Alfred towards the end of the movie. And then somehow amidst all the wreckage, Banson discovers a technologically savvy and gifted inner city African-American youth and becomes his assistant. Woo! Check all the boxes. You get a Black Robin. That would have been epic. Well, wait, the Black Robin becomes Bat- Bruce Wayne's assistant? Yeah, like in the cave, though, not like his butt. Uh, no, yeah, I want to heavily avoid that. Very that that's much. going more like slave type of no, tropes, bro. Not nah, a black nah, butler. Nah, nah. Chess, don't be racist, <laughs> bro. No, but it could have been a chance to introduce like Duke. Yes. Yes. Specifically Duke. Not even like a, you know, like a black Tim Drake. They could have introduced Duke in this universe. And I think they still can. They could still pull it off. You never know. Like that Joker or whoever the fuck can kill off Alfred or what. And like, I don't know, he gets some new butler or some shit, you know, like a meaningless background character. And then somehow he meets Duke because he needs help in the back end. Yeah, the Joker do it. Yeah, true. And then, you're, you're getting into the speculation for the yeah. next film. Right? But that's, that's some good ideas. Though. Oh, wait, and real quick, um, um, just a quick side note. We did give a shout out to Colin Farrell. He was he seemed grounded as fuck, where he's usually portrayed as like one of Batman's crazy villains. He seemed more grounded than Bruce Wayne. Like he's just a criminal that happens to be fat. Like, which I love. I think because I, I think 
you know, in the comic books, he's been written in different ways. Um, and and but like for instance, I love uh, Penguin in Gotham because in Gotham the series, like he was like a criminal yeah. kind of like we saw him uh, rise up and. And I think that's what we're getting here. And actually, like with that, like we have the in the news, right? That, you know, fucking they already uh, uh, approved a series of the Penguin going straight to HBO Max starring Colin Farrell. Like what? And that's on top of whatever. Because remember, they were already working on a Gotham PD show, which apparently now that's um, either paused or canceled. And it morphed into exactly a show about Arkham specifically which i'm fucking on board for this man which yeah i'm already like i'm already seeing like a very american horror story asylum inspired type of show that they're probably gonna do mm. with a little less you no, know, with like no paranormal as- aspect but like i'm talking like probably that level of insanity type shit all right, but before we move on to the rest of the movie to describe, I do want to ask, get thoughts on one crucial piece of the Batman that every Batman before him has been uh, critiqued, analyzed about. How do we feel of Robert Pattinson's Batman voice? It was too sexual. <laughs> what? Wait, why are you against things being overly sexual? Some Freudian <laughs> shit. Let's get into this. <laughs> What is it about well, sexuality? There's, there's, there's layer. I'm like, how is it too sexual? And what's wrong because with it? Because we need to rein in man's perverse nature in order to excel. Damn, some Kellogg shit. I'm not fucking <laughs> with you. <laughs> oh my God. Some fucking Kellogg sanitarium shit. Damn, the, the voice. You know something? I don't even remember how he sounds low key. It was like very I, whispery. Was like, really I don't yeah. even. Like, he had very few lines and. And with him, I feel like I've heard him speak so much in his natural like what manner of speaking that I can almost hear the American accent on this one. Or no, maybe I'm just thinking too much about it. Wait, what do you mean? I'm you, confused. Because you know how he's doing like an American accent, right? Yeah. For this. And I, mm-hmm. I'm just so used to him just being like delivering his lines so eloquently in his native. I, I don't know. I, I don't want to say accent. His just. Well, how would yeah, you but say he's, it? He's British. No, because he's British. Would that, would that be an accent or is that just English? Yeah, no, it would be his it, like a, a different accent. I'll say English yeah. accent just for clarity. Did he play um Edward Cullen English? I thought he was American. I never saw that shit. I saw what's that recent Nolan movie? Oh, Tenet. Yeah, yeah. Tenet. Yeah. Yo, I think Robert Pattinson. In, in my dream, fucking cast, I would put him as John Constantine. I think he would be Ooh. a spectacular John Constantine, and he would just I have to that. be him and just be him, badass with a trench and a cigarette. That's and, dope. I like that. But with him as Bruce Wayne, I, you know, it's, I don't know. I just feel like, okay, here's a British guy trying to be a New Yorker, or, you know, a Gothamite or whatever. And it's just mm. kind of weird. So what helped me to kind of figure this out, because I liked his Batman voice, because I actually, I don't think we got a lot of lines as Bruce Wayne. We got a lot of lines of, of Batman and his Batman voice was just kind of his voice, a little raspy, but not too much. And it helped because I literally, because like, you know, we like for the listeners out there like we like us with our some of our friends we saw the batman the weekend it came out that day when i got home i started watching the dark knight that same fucking night like i got obsessive about batman i read a bunch of batman like a fucking deep dive um and reminded me of like one of the things i really didn't fucking like about the nolan universe is uh uh, christian bell's batman voice is terrible i'll agree 
Because his nose was like pinched with the cows. It was always like, I can't breathe through my nose. And I, was, I just found that exactly. weird. Like, like my guy opened up the nostril part. Like, so you could breathe. <laughs> I, obviously, the easily the fucking best mm. Batman voice is Ben Affleck. Tell me. Because he because mm. he actually had like a, like a phase shifter. And then you see like Alfred fucking with oh, it. Word. Yeah, I just love that. That was dope. Because you have to mask the voice i mean obviously you're seeing the guy's fucking the whole over half of his face like what it's, not, it's not enough right. just to do a voice you kind of gotta like really mask it yes i felt yes. like keaton had actually like uh like he altered it to the point that like you can kind of tell it was him but it's like wasn't it like a little bit gruffer like i'm batman like didn't he also alter yeah, it a little a bit, bit? More yes. whispery yeah yeah uh i remember george clooney was just george clooney he didn't change it at all yeah, like he just spoke man. regular, <laughs> yeah. yeah he and just, Val Kilmer was overly sexual as Batman. Also. Yeah, he's he's the sexualist of the Batman. <laughs> yes. And also, his costume is sleek as fucking slim. Like you want to fuck him? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah that like, Batman damn. fucks. Yeah, and remember, uh, was it Chase Meridian? Uh, she just throws herself at him like with the bra, and she's like, "This is." A, I don't remember what she says. <laughs> but he's like, he just doves it. He, <laughs> yeah. That was Schumacher too, right? Yeah, that was uh forever. Yeah, he was horny, son. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... <laughs> well, yes, this movie was not Shoemaker at all, right? This nah. was not horny at all. This movie was dark. It was noir. We and we haven't seen uh uh like really, I feel like a, a, a noir Batman like this, really. Like because we got like a dark quote unquote Batman with the Zack Snyder movies, but this is different. I feel like this is more noir with you know, I, I that was a good comparison to seven rod because we got the Riddler. Where we got fucking straight up serial killer, uh, a villain. Uh, but this is a very different Riddler from even from the fucking books, right? Uh, Paul Dano. What, what What do you guys think of Paul Dano's Riddler? Fucking amazing! Fucking amazing! I think um, it was my whole thing is he could have cut back a little bit on the manic laughter because that's kind of like the Joker's thing a little bit. But I enjoyed everything else, you know, uh, like. I feel like uh, they could have explained it in the movie why he dresses like that, as opposed to me having to read it from a Paul Dano interview on some like um, movie page on Instagram. So he's dressed like that because the Riddler is so meticulous, which is part of his character that he would never leave any trace of any DNA behind. So why? Ooh. Yeah. So why would he dress like that? They didn't say that in the movie. That would have been good. Yeah, because in the movie, they really he only really mentioned it like when he was talking to Batman about like the mask lets me be me. Yeah. Right? This is me. My. And so that like, oh, I guess that makes sense. But no, you're right. Like everything else, because he was so covered up and not leave yeah. any DNA evidence like that's that's fucking perfect. And the other thing, actually, with that, I because I did read that both him and I think uh, Matt Reeves were really inspired on the Zodiac Killer. Nice. Uh, uh, for his inspiration to be uh, uh, for Riddler, right? And you know, for those of you who still who out don't there. know who the Zodiac killer out there, yeah, he's actually still out there. He died maybe already uh, from old age because nah. this was a killer unidentified, never captured in the 60s that operated in, in Northern California. <laughs> I like I just, you were like, nah, like trying to instill fear in the <laughs> listener, like, yo, he's still out there, he's like 85 and shit. Fact. He can't even get Ready. off the couch. Nah. Look, <laughs> I do. I recommend. There's a great movie with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and and Robert Downey Jr. Shout called out. Zodiac. Uh, uh, I heard that, that was good. It, it was really good. I, it's actually on Netflix or was on Netflix. I recommend that. And because the cool thing, because he would give 
um, ¿cómo se dice? The ciphers and stuff like that too, the newspapers, very much like what the Riddler was doing, leaving uh, clues to Batman. So that's that, like, I, I fucking love that, man. I love this version of the Riddler. That was dope. Yeah, facts. I really enjoyed it. I just wish they would have explained, you know, like his, uh, not modus operandi, but I guess his motif, me trying to be fancy, a little better. Because like I said, I had to, I forgot Guys, what page French. I read it on. <laughs> the cachet is not chess. <laughs> yeah. I had to read it from a random page. I forgot. I think it was a shout out to like movie geek or geek movie facts that one of those pages. I don't know, but we follow them. Awesome page. But yeah, like I had to fucking Paul Dano had to go through the explanation. I'm like, that's awesome. Not a lick of that shit in the movie. I enjoyed it because I knew, you know what I mean? Like, but right. overall, the dialogue between them in the jail cell that um he thought Batman was like kind of he convinced himself that Batman was working with him and shit like. And when Batman said, like, nah, you're fucking bugging. What are you doing? <laughs> like, no, the breakdown, like, that shit was fucking awesome. I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was a cool take on the Riddler, you know, because they needed a serial killer to bring the whole, because this is like, this movie is unique. I'll give it that. Word. It's a very unique look at Batman because it's a detective story. And it's, I don't want to overuse the word grounded. I know we've been using that word a lot, but it is a very grounded, gritty detective story, which is what we expected. Noir. And they, so they turn the Riddler, the Riddler adapts to this new universe. So now he's like, you know, like a Zodiac killer thing. And then the, the big reveal, luckily I didn't know too much about the actor or look at any um, interviews or, or even watch like the last trailers for this. So when, when the big reveal happens, I love the way he's just grinning like, like he, he, he's like a psychotic fanboy. And I thought that was like a cool take on the character. True. Hell yeah. No, I agree. Cause I do think this is, this is the first time we really do get, like, I think I'm not, I'm not going to directly compare him to Heath Ledger's Joker, but it's like mm. an actual person that's unhinged, that's psychotic, uh, uh, but fucking a genius, right? Cause he's able to use Batman actually to fucking get his way. Cause in a way, really the rhythm kind of one facts yo facts like this movie (laughs) zoomed out yo shout out to matt reeves for suddenly including a crazy body count in this fucking movie so many people died so many thousands i think thousands of gothamites died (laughs) when the flooding happened od but hear me out correct me if i'm wrong I think this Riddler is a weird gray area, which is, I think, where it's the right place between, uh, what's this dude's name? Uh, fuck, uh, the dude that played the Joker. Heath Ledger? Yeah, Heath Ledger, fuck. Uh, so between, Ledger. between Heath Ledger's Joker and Jim Carrey's Riddler. This is a weird, like, if you fuse them together, you'd get Paul Dano Riddler, I feel. Because it's that amount of insanity, but also grounded in the mania. You know what I mean? Like, because you can't front on Jim Carrey's Riddler. There was some amount of uh, validity to it. It was, it was like, but he was a little bit too zany. We, we, (laughs) we recently, I mean, Miguel and I recently watched Batman Forever. We're going to break it down. And I think it's an underrated movie. I think Jim Carrey was great in it. He's, but he's great at everything. Actually, with that, let's take advantage and jump in yes. to our fan favorite, <laughs> nice. fan requested, who's more epic? And we're going to start off with Riddler, right? Because and, and let's focus on the film uh, 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 Riddlers, right? But I think, Rod, you got All a right. special shout out, though? Not just for the Gotham, uh, uh, Corey Michael Smith, who had elements of, like, you know, Jim Carrey there. But 
film wise, we've had two. Yeah, Jim Carrey and Paul Dano. So who's more epic, guys? Mm. I go Paul Dano. Jim Carrey, easy. <laughs> However, though, in Rod's defense, Jim Carrey pulled off a bigger scheme. Dude, they had a giant tower that tapped into the minds of all Gothamites and became a god. He was like siphoning intelligence from everybody. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was really good. He ascended <laughs> fucking, he became yeah. homo superior on some wild shit. If you think about it, Paul Dano's a terrorist. Uh, Jim Carrey's Riddler's a super villain. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's but I'm I'm gonna have to give it to Paul Dano too. I love Jim Carrey, but the thing is, it was Jim Carrey was a bit too zany, too campy, and like yeah, too super villain. You know, yeah, the like, <laughs> but he was fun to watch for sure. That's what the film called for. It's not like he's like, okay, I want to wear this. He brought his own no, costume. No, no, no. I think I think he when he went for input, he was like, yo, I need a full body, fucking skin tight yep. unitard. Bro, I no slack on his physique in those days. My my guy was like lanky, but like. You know, he's wearing it he's like like a Spider-Man S type of deal going on. Shout out to Jim yeah. Carrey. Timeless. He's 70, I think. That's up. Damn, he looks good no. for 70. Nathan? I yeah, think so. bro. He's I think old. he just turned 70. But he, but, you know, he looks. Oh, no, he turned 60. He's 60. Oh, yo, my bad, Jim Carrey. <laughs> yeah. He still looks good for 60. <laughs> Yeah, no, it, 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 my only other thing is because, like, I don't remember really a riddle from Jim Carrey, but, like, I love that this Riddler really used a lot of fucking riddles, right? Like, the one that killed me was the, was the thumb drive, you know? Like, the fucking... Oh, facts. Like, that's so cool. that he And then he he had to use them to fucking solve the mystery. Like, even with the end, right? Like, that the, that the first murder weapon was the thing to remove the carpet for him to see the Riddler's ultimate plan. Like, that's... That is classic Riddler, though, from like the comic books. I love that, man. All right. So we got for this one, we have two Paul Dano's, one Jim Carrey. Let us let's keep going. Let's 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 build our way up. Let's go with now fucking commissioner or captain James Gordon. We've had a few epic ones before we go to Gordon. uh, I just want to say that I remember three riddles from the Jim Carrey one. It was yes. the one that looked like the ransom note that they found at his apartment. The um the box that he sent to Wayne Manor that had like the knights and all that shit that he read with Alfred. And then when he was about to rescue the doctor that he was sitting on the throne, um, that he was going mad, that the answer was like, you're as blind as a bat or something like that. So there were definitely at least three to four instances. In- oh, I thought you were gonna I thought you were gonna like quote the riddles. I'm like, oh, no, 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 impressive. No. I, I don't hear the one was like uh look at the numbers on my face. You won't find 13. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So, I, so I was... love the, the scenes of Alcomer deciphering like the riddles, though, because he just has that fucking that playboy. Oh, <laughs> Waspy privilege that we just love to see in Bruce Wayne. I think he's is he American? <laughs> is, is Valcomer? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Welcome yes, is American. Yes. Yeah, I think it's Christian. Christian Bale and Robert Patterson have been the first non Americans, right? I think so. Yeah. I need to stop right. that. I'm sorry. I'll take. <laughs> come on. Come on. All right. So for, for, for James Gordon, we got we have Gary Oldman from the Epic Nolan fucking trilogy. We got J.K. Simmons. That we saw somewhat of him in, in the Snyder movies. And we got Jeffrey right now. Um, 
and and fuck. Who, who's Pat Tingle? <laughs> 1989. What the fuck? I don't know what he's missing. Oh, that Gordon. Yeah, that Gordon. Yo, Man. does he even count? Yo, like, shout out to Pat. Hingle. I'm gonna I'm gonna I pretend didn't... I didn't hear that just so I can have the rest of a civil conversation. <laughs> I respect that. <laughs> I think he had like three. I think I think he did them all. He did all four of the first I, franchise. I think he did. Damn. Yeah, right? So if anything, How dare he, you? He, he's the longest standing Gordon, <laughs> aside from the show. Uh, you know what? Damn, son. Most epic Gordon. Oof. You know what? I like Gary Oldman. Yo, that one was epic. Yo, the Nolan one. Yo, he sacrificed. Yo, he was with it. Like the trio between him, Dan, and Batman. Yo, I, I fuck with Gary Oldman. Right, he like fakes his own death in the dark yeah. night, right? That so, was yeah, like that. Yeah. Yo, yeah, damn, you gotta go with Gary. If anything, Oldman. if anything, that's been the most comic accurate as far as like his depth of character and like yo, he's a shining beacon in Gotham. It's been that one. I I'm I'm right there with you guys. Same reasons, Gary Oldman. Come on, I I, I even think it's un it's not fair to compare it to to Jeffrey Wright because he's only had one yeah, film, right? Because Gary Oldman really, like, exactly stepped up in the Dark Knight, no? Like, I liked him in Batman Begins, but the Dark Knight, that's when he was like, damn, like, he was one of the main characters, right? Yeah, like, with facts. Batman and Harvey Dent. But all right, all right. So, Gary Oldman, sorry, Pat Hingle. <laughs> <laughs> damn. Son. All right, next up, we got a few Alfred. Wait, wait, wait. Now. The- J.K. Simmons guy didn't even get discussed. <laughs> Yeah. I, I was expecting Rod to say he something. He He's had the least screen time. Yeah, he blended it. He blended it. All right, Alfred, Alfred. And we, and we got like hype, remember? Eh? They, they showed a photo. Of <laughs> yeah, yeah. Buff Cat- Casting-wise, he's obviously my favorite because, like, of all the... <laughs> nothing against any of the actors on the list, but come on, it's J.K. Simmons. He just... He's a, a pleasure. He's a delight right. to watch. That's true. <laughs> he's, like, de facto loved. At least we're going to get to see him again soon in the Batgirl. He's he's going to be oh, James, James Gordon there. He's going to be Batgirl's dad. Yo, he's know? two so, anchor characters. Yo, J.K. Simmons is, is... Yo, what if he's an anchor in our reality? Fuck. No, 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 no. Right, move, move. No, 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 no. It's too, it's too early for that shit. <laughs> I, 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 we got different fucking Alfreds. Wh- who's the most epic Alfred we've mm. seen? We had... Francis Michael Goo, who was the one in Batman 89, who same with uh, who with Pat Fingle, that was the Alfred in all the films. We got Michael Caine. We got Jeremy Irons. Michael Caine. And <laughs> Andy Serkis. Wait, so most epic. Francis Michael Goo was the one that was a uh, Batgirl's uh, uncle. Yeah. The Alicia old, Silverstone's the, uncle. The OG old. I like that Alfred. I yeah, like he's that so Alfred. classic. No, because you know what it is about that Alfred? Since that, since that Batman is deep into his years as Batman, like, who knows if he's so old that he could have had that epic MI6 past. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, actually, weird take. I know everybody probably thought I'd say Michael Caine. I'm going to say Francis Michael Go. <laughs> okay. I'm going to have to give it to Michael Caine. Fucking favorite Alfred so far. All right. Oh. Yeah. You can skip over me because obviously Jeremy Irons. As a matter of fact, yo, I just fucking caught goosebumps, yo. Like, if you remember, the Francis Michael Go Alfred left all the data for Alicia Silverstone to find. So he designed all her shit, if you remember correctly. I don't remember any Dude, of that shitty yo, movie, yo, um, yo, that trash yo, movie. So man. that Alfred actually designed a bunch of shit for Batgirl in that movie. As in that movie in years. I don't know why I remember that shit. I'm upset that shit is taking up space, but still. Fucking that Alfred is actually epic if you go back and look. Yeah, for yeah. sure. 
for sure. Fuck. All right, move. <laughs> right, but Rod, he's kind of like Aaron's? he's kind of like a That's... relic too. Of like, because I feel like the whole concept of the butler. I feel like I like that they killed him off in the comic books because we gotta start phasing that out. Because is that a even a thing? I, I love it when they. Make, it is. It is, dude. For I, I love it. People, like for it example, is. I'm watching like Pennyworth, and I love it how they make Alfred more of a guardian, like a godfather. Mm. And then just cut right. the whole butler shit. I don't I mean that Mr. Belvedere shit. But like for me, I would easily go with Jeremy Irons just because fucking his line. Yeah, he was and, epic. He was epic. Yeah, and he he's was like epic. a tinkerer too, right? He's always tinkering yeah. on, on new gadgets for, for Bruce Wayne. And the fact that he has to deal with like this, this Bruce Wayne who's older, alcoholic, that- you know, and sleeping with <laughs> women. All, you know, I just love it. Violent. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I get the vibe that, like, at any moment, like, I feel like that Alfred, he's still involved with his MI6 world on the low. Like, he's still yes, a contact and real. shit. Like, at any moment, he could, like, like he'd be like, all right, I'm off, Master Wayne. Like, like he knows, like, that Bruce Wayne knows Alfred is still involved. Like, they're a squad type shit. Yeah, HBO Max show. There you go. All right, no, 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 no. Actually, actually, no, no. Fuck it. I, I, I'm going to change my answer. No, you're right. You know, you guys convinced me. Jeremy Irons, I got to give that. He's the best Alfred so far. He's the most epic one. I actually, I agree with Rod. Yeah, my guy piloted the Batwing while drinking scotch. Oof. Yes! Yes! <laughs> the next one is tough, dudes. All right, so, right, we got the Penguin. We've gotten less options, right? Obviously, we love the fucking one from Gotham. He was a great Penguin. We just mentioned it. But we got Danny DeBito and Colin Farrell now. I have a hot take. I just thought about and it. talk right about, now. like, a crazy contrast. Yeah, I, ha- I have a hot take. I just thought about it right now. I'm going to go with Colin Farrell. Because Danny DeVito's natural, interesting genetics allowed the costume crew to be lazy because he already looks like the penguin. What? He already looked like the penguin. They didn't have to do much. What? They did a lot? Yeah, I actually saw recently. No, like, no, no. They gave him a some fl- of the prosthetics and all not that. Too much. Like, he got the fat suit, but yo, Colin Farrell had to get inserted in some Iron Man shit. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like was... you low-key beasted on Danny DeVito's looks just no, no, now. It's you're, amazing. Like, yo, you're basically yo. a mutant penguin man. <laughs> you don't really need anything. Yo, I bet you behind closed doors someone said that shit, and it was never said aloud. <laughs> Like, yo, Danny DeVito would save us some money on prosthetics when you consider, Fuck you know, like, no. <laughs> yo, dude, it, I love this performance. I love Danny DeVito. I'm a giant mm-hmm. fan of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I fucking love Danny DeVito. But I give it to Colin Farrell because he had he had to do more. Imagine all the makeup he had to do. That's some Drax shit. Damn, I don't know. And I, don't know. I think they both had a lot of makeup to go on. I, I but the thing is, like the the uh, Colin Farrell's makeup was more realistic, though. That was crazy to see. Like that's a, actually, I'm sure somebody out there in the world actually looks like that. Versus with Danny DeVito, I don't think anybody really looked like. like yeah, God. I mean, I know they added the nose on Danny DeVito in the flippers, but in the fat suit. But I just feel like they had to do less to DeVito. He had a lot of makeup on. Like like it was like mm-hmm. he looked sick. <laughs> they, look, they added to DeVito. They yes. had to make Colin Farrell completely different human. All right. Like, it looked like that dude ate Colin Farrell. <laughs> this one, I- I'm going to go with Colin Farrell, I yes. think. Fuck just just because, like, again, like, the, the universe that he exists in, it just allowed for um, a grounded, gritty penguin like because the, the, the one in Batman, Batman Returns, okay, Batman 89 kind of starts semi-realistic. It obviously has its fantastical elements. 
Yeah. Batman Returns went bonkers. Like that's, <laughs> you know, like, like they put the penguin in a casket and sent him to the sewers and he was raised by penguins. Like it gets and, wild. And, and befriended <laughs> dark clown carnival people. In the yeah, it, it gets crazy. So you really got to abandon all sense of realism. <laughs> Whereas this one, it's like, okay, it's uh, again, the, the uh, influences from the Arkham series can't be denied. Like the Iceberg Lounge and all this business. Because, like, out of all Batman's rogues, remember, the Penguin doesn't necessarily go to Arkham because he's, like, a legitimate mob con, like, you know, like a mobster. And like a son not... of Gotham. The Cobblepots are old school. Yeah, he's out there. He's exposed. It's like, this is my club. I'm out here. Whereas the other rogues are, like, hidden and always scheming some shit. He's like, yo, this is my club. I'm making money and doing mad illegal shit, whatever. So, yeah, I, I dug that. Like, even to the point, like, didn't, like, the Cobblepots get kicked out of the Court of Owls or some shit like that? Like, they're of that range of family. Just so happens that they fell from grace, if you want to call it that. It was like the Waynes, the Cobblepots, the Arkhams. You know what I mean? Like, the founding families of Gotham. And I think just uh, um, Oswald specifically, he just took the fortune and became a criminal with it. Like, Colin Farrell's criminal, like, um, he's an actual criminal. He's a mafioso. He's a made guy, so to speak. Um the the Danny DeVito one, he's criminally insane. Facts. And also, yeah. oh wait, yeah. I don't think we even had this plan, but I just thought about it because of Billy D. Williams in Batman 89. Um, most epic Gotham mayor. Cause technically the penguin did become mayor, right? He won or he was running for mayor. Harvey Dent, he's a DA, right? Yeah, Harvey Dent like is a, a DA, but you had Billy D. Williams. Um but Billy the- D. Williams was Harvey Dent. Right? No, he was yeah. the mayor of Gotham. He- no, he's Harvey Dent, the DA, the, the sure. mayor. Who's the mayor? Of- Are you sure uh, it, it was some Ed Koch guy. Ah, it's funny because okay. they got an actor that kind of looked like Ed Koch, and I think, <laughs> or is it Cook? I don't know. Fucking people pronounce that. Never shit mind. Yeah, never mind. Okay, never mind. They had a random dude. Felt like it was. I really felt like it was Billy Dee Williams. Never mind. But yeah, who, still, who, who finally sees the transition into Two Face in the Batman '89 comic book on uh, DC Infinite? Check that out. Sponsor us. And we have Roscoe Jenkins was the mayor in Batman Returns per Wikipedia. Is he black? That sounds like a black guy's name. Racist. <laughs> nope. White dude. Mayor Jenkins. No, Jenkins. Yeah. Hashtag cancel rap. But uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> My uh... guy Roscoe Jenkins. All right, let's continue. We got. All right, we all got Colin Farrell except Chez. Chez got Danny DeVito. What? You, no, no, we all got, got Colin, Colin Farrell. Yes, come on, yeah, we all got Colin Farrell. Unanimous. Yeah. yeah, hell yes. All right, now the the biggest new character, Catwoman. We and we've gotten some good Catwoman yeah. out there in the world, right? We got Michelle Pfeiffer. All of them have been yes. good. Anne Hathaway, mm. Zoe Kravitz, and in 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 in, in you know, we're King. not really going to talk about it. Uh, but no, but movie wise, movie wise, right? Holly Berry. Halle Berry, right? Which not that good, yeah. but I still gotta watch that shit like high as fuck one night. I gotta just sit through it. I never saw that. Nah, I refuse. Let me know how that goes. <laughs> All right, so Michelle Pfeiffer, Anne Hathaway, Zoe Kravitz, who's the best, most most do epic cat woman. Say Zoe Kravitz or Zoe Kravitz? Like, how, how do we do the like? Does that go in there to the last name? Is, is it a Jewish last what? name or is it Zoe Kravitz or is there like the it's Jewish- Kravitz? Oh. Her, her 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 father's the musician. Uh, which i know that name? but isn't he like, isn't he like half jewish 
You have to say the specific one. Yeah, but come on, like you always say Kravitz. Wasn't Lenny Kravitz, right? Yeah, yeah Lenny, Lenny Kravitz. Kravitz. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Lenny Kravitz. Like it's I've always just said it Lenny. Dude, Kravitz. in my opinion, <laughs> this one isn't even an argument. Zoe got that hands down. She blew it up. She blew it out the fucking park. Facts. Like that shit. That shit was wild, yo. That shit was I love wild. It. I, I I fucking loved it. I, I love that they brought in some of the Frank. I was I was like in, in the cut at Magic Johnson AMC in Harlem. Shout out yeah. in the cut, just watching her be Selena Kyle, just saying yes, yes, because she was just perfect. Ugh, when she jumps out of the fire escape <laughs> after you know Bruce is all stalking with the with the with the boner, watching her get dressed and shit, when she just like <laughs> jumps out of the fire escape and just does her agility thing, which was never explained uh, as per chess. Thank you. I was about to say that. <laughs> But whatever, you know, like, what? maybe we'll get some backstory on why she's a, a, a fucking Olympic level athlete or whatever. With a fully built arsenal of shit in her apartment. And her fighting prowess, too. She goes one which, on one. Yeah, which Batman. doesn't even make sense, almost considering her weight class. Yeah, she's like 100, not even 100 pounds. You think she's 100 or less? She might be less. But I mean, Bruce Wayne, sl- yeah. I mean, Bat- Batman slams her right at one point. Yeah. So. But yeah, she's easily Frank Facts. Miller esque. Um, and I've always been for this, just make her black thing. Come on, just stop. She should, it just, I don't know. By the way, I'm going to call it Beautiful. out. The shift in the comments. Fuck you people as usual. People are going to people. As soon as they announced it, Zoe Kravitz is Catwoman. Of course, I went into the comments to keep my ear to the ground. Why? Yada, yada. And we all know why people were asking why. Just nobody was saying it's because she's black. Because people love fucking doing that shit. Then she does an amazing job. I dive into the comments and just, oh my gosh, she's amazing. No shit. People just chill the fuck out. Like, let shit play. I don't understand. Yo, I don't understand the reflex toxicity. I understand well-thought-out toxicity. That's different. That has a place in the conversation. If you can... But just get off the... Like, wait, she's black? Nah. What? The fuck? Chill the fuck out. Yeah, she's been black since the 60s. Exactly. Like, I don't understand that. Like, that's so weird. That's so weird. For example, like... I wasn't against the fact when they made um, Starfire Black. I wasn't against that shit at all. I wanted to see her take. When I saw her take, hey, I don't like her take on Starfire. I wasn't against her initially. I'm never against any like racial fucking recast initially. I see how it plays out. People bug me out with that shit. Racial recast. I like that phrase. I coined that, I guess, I think just now. Did I? (laughs) Yeah, you heard it. Yeah, no, for sure. Because it's like, come on, people, just relax and like, let's trust the directors and let's just. And we've already had so much, you know, pleasant surprises from casting changes, even that have nothing to do with race. That maybe, maybe we don't like. You know, people didn't like Michael Keaton cast as Batman. People didn't like Heath Ledger cast as fucking uh, Joker. Ben Affleck cast as Batman. I can't believe I question. I yo, I'm. I hate myself from like 2000 and whatever, five, whatever the fuck. I don't know. No, no, no. I'm bugging. That was 2016, whatever, 15. When they cast Ben Affleck, like, like I thought it was weird because he was older and I kind of wanted to see like the MCU was doing like starting fresh, yeah, yeah. building from there, like for decades to come. And I'm like, oh shit, Ben Affleck, what do you got him for like two films? Like, fuck. But we're going to jump into that next. The best Batman. Yeah, no, but Zoe Kravitz, she best she freaking Catwoman for Easy. sure. All right, now to the biggest one, Batman. Jesus Christ, who's the most epic Batman Bale. at this point? Yeah, we've had we've had this conversation we've at least Bale. four times. Yeah, 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 Bill. <laughs> We're all gonna answer differently. Ben Affleck, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Christian Bale. Ooh, yes. I mean, Rod, we knew you were gonna go there, so you're different. Yeah. Oh my God, it, yo, BVS changed my life. 
now. <laughs> what the fuck? That should change my life, bro. No, As a yo, I love DC comics, <laughs> and the best interpretation of the DC universe in cinematic form is the Zack Snyder trilogy, hands motherfucking Wait. down. So you're saying that you literally measure your life pre and post BBS? Yes, pretty much. <laughs> so, yeah. I was lost. Like I didn't know what was going on. Then I saw God. And anyway, let's let's continue. I don't want to. We have to refer to respect. our one shot. If you're listening, where we need to go deep into the Snyder cut. Respect, respect. <laughs> but what I was gonna say before I was taken aback by Raj's deep, <laughs> so deep dedication to BBS was diving into the comments like I like to do. I sense, and also from as soon as we fucking got out, the phenomenon known as recency bias, which is what have you done for me lately? I don't understand why people are saying that this movie is better than The Dark Knight. People or Miguel? Because I, I haven't heard a, a lot of people. Yo, dude. <laughs> no, a lot I'm of people. You, a lot of dude, people online. Yeah. I swim in comment sections. I don't engage. I'd be on some weird fucking, what's his name? David Attenborough shit. <laughs> Just watching comment sections and <laughs> right. analyzing like, and keeping a pulse. Yo, a lot of people are saying that shit, dude. It's weird. It's weird. And it's because they haven't watched The Dark Knight in a while. That's insanity. How, how fucking dare you? I'll cop up. I'll cop to it. You know, because exactly like as soon as we were done with the movie, I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, I think this might be just as good as the Dark Knight. Right. And obviously with recency bias, right, we're biased for whatever happened recently right now. So <laughs> I'm obviously right. I literally had walked out from the theaters. Right. So I was like, oh, I'm like and then, yeah, online, on Twitter, on fucking social, on, on Instagram, a lot of people are comparing it to Dark Knight. People are saying it's just as good. And even actually Matt Reeves himself. He aimed, he told Christopher Nolan that he wanted this to be the next best Batman film, that he wanted to beat his Dark Knight. And so that was the aim. And then literally that night, I got home from watching the Batman and I started watching the Dark Knight and about, I don't know, 20 minutes in at the most, I was like, oh, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> this is much better, much better because it's it's nothing against Matt Reeves, but it's Christopher Nolan, man, like. Oh, my God. He's an incredible filmmaker, storyteller. And there's nothing wrong with that movie except Batman's voice. That It was always yeah. jarring hearing him talk. But like from beginning to end, I'm hooked. Everything's so fucking meaningful. I care about all the characters. Harvey Dent, the 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 I forgot the love interest name. Rachel that used Dawes. Rachel Dawes. Exactly. Rachel Dawes. Maggie Gyllenhaal. Maggie Gyllenhaal, who used to be the 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 Tom Cruise's ex-wife from the first Batman Begins, right? Damn. What's her name? The, Katie Holmes. From Dawson's Creek. Katie, Katie Holmes. Holmes, exactly. And, and like all of that, right? Like there was so much good. And like that scene when the Joker gives him the wrong address and he saves Harvey Dent instead of Rachel Flash. Dawes. Like, Jesus Christ, the movie. And then any scene with Heath Ledger in it is fucking incredible. Magic. Paul, Paul Dano was great as the Riddler. But yeah, the film was too long. I didn't care about everybody like that. Alfred got blown up. It didn't have the effect it did on me as it did when Rachel Dawes was blown up, right? Like, eh, and even with with uh, uh, Commissioner Gordon's fake death, like that impacted me more. Like, eh, so it's, it's the Batman's great, but no, come on, you can no, no. The Dark Knight is way better than the Batman. Yes, the gold standard. Which is crazy, because if you think about it, The Dark Knight also had a lower body count. But, you know, the funny thing is Rachel Dawes died. Like, uh, Alfred survived. 
Like the Joker blew her up type shit. Like this mm-hmm. dude wasn't playing games and he created Two-Face in the process. That conversation in the fucking hospital. Like I'm just a dog and like, you know, like if I caught the car, I wouldn't know what to do if I play with it. Like, oh my God. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, I was concerned when you said it was like better than the Dark Knight. I'm like, we need to just go home now and take a moment to ourselves. I was like, maybe it compares to Batman Begins. Maybe. But then I I feel like I still got to give the edge to Batman Begins. Because again, the the, the cast is just stellar. Liam Neeson, my guy. Jesus Christ. That shit had everybody. As I said, I got obsessed, right? with Because then after that, I saw The Dark Knight Rises the next day. And, and I remember back in the day, I didn't love The Dark Knight Rises. I liked it, but I didn't love it. And I actually even think The Dark Knight Rises is better than The Batman. It was still just, it's a better fucking film. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was just still really fun. Uh, so, shit, man. And yet, in the, the, that's the one thing. I mean, people have been saying that The Dark Knight's a better film and this is a better adaptation. I'm like, Alan, shut, shut the fuck up. What are you talking about? It's like, what does that even mean? Semantics. Yes. I can get into the bullshit about that. If you think about it, yeah, The Dark Knight is a better film. But as far as adaptation, this shit had a ton of Easter eggs. Because you can tell that it was heavily influenced by The Long Halloween in a way. Yes. Uh, right, 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 right. We had a lot of Easter eggs for so, that. Yeah, exactly. So it kind of like blended with the comics better as opposed to with The Dark Knight. It is a better fucking movie. So I totally get when people say that. All right, that's a good point. That's a good point. And that brings us right up to the, to the last section of the show because we, we'll, we'll talk about some of the comic inspirations, giving you guys some reading lists. But before we go into that, right, where there were some Easter eggs throughout the movie that could potentially set up the next stages for the, for, for, um, for the sequel, right? Some of the bigger ones, I let's just dive into the biggest one so far, right, is that at the end of the movie, the Riddler is next to someone else at Arkham Asylum. <sighs> and it's obvious, everybody, I hope everybody fucking figure it out, right? It's the fucking Joker already Facts. in Arkham Asylum, actually played by uh, Barry Kogan, K- Kagan, who was brilliantly so, who was Druid in the Eternals, which I'm 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 for it. I I would love to see him as the Joker. But but what do you guys thought about that? Like already giving us a little peek at the Joker. He's already in in Arkham Asylum. What 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 do you what do you yeah, think? I, I got Woody Harrelson at the end of Venom vibes. I mean, it seemed heavy-handed, unnecessary, mm. maybe. Yeah. And, I, you know, I was hoping they would save the Joker, maybe, like they did with the, the Christopher Nolan. I guess at the end of Batman Begins, he has the card, right? And we're like, oh, shit. That yeah. was obviously a better scene, setting up a Joker story. This one seemed forced. like, And they had, like, the cells next to each other, and they can hear each other clearly. I was like, oh, God. And then they start laughing. At that point... To me, the, the movie got somewhat like Titans-esque, Gotham-esque. Nothing against those shows. Well, something against Good Titans, because that shit sucks. Yeah. Come on, Titans, come on. But, but it got, it got kind of cheesy. Like, I feel like it was cheesy. I'm sh- I mean, Fair I'm enough. sure this guy will have a, a, a good go at Joker. Interesting um, thing that you just brought up in my head. What if what fucked it up was the placement in the movie? I feel like that would have had more value as an after credits. As yeah, opposed it, it to part was of the movie. Like the, it was the after credits moment for sure. For sure. I, I feel like if it. that would have been after credits, we would have been like, whoa, as opposed to going, whoa, now we've got to pay attention to some other shit. 
Or what if instead we have that scene play out almost about the same, but instead of Barry Kagan, it's Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. That shit would have blown up the internet. That's it's swappable. It's doable because they showed what like maybe one third of his face, so that right. Joker could kind of be overtaken by anyone, really. So, right. Yeah, it's totally possible. Which is like because it, it would lead in like that Joker was made before um, Bruce's. You know what I mean? So it may, right. it, it, it could blend. Then Joaquin Phoenix would have been good, but then it would have people would have automatically assumed that they're in the same universe, which I don't think they are. But then you can have, then right, you can have no, Joaquin right. Phoenix Joker, like that guy exists in different in the multiverse. Right. That would have been very dope. true. I mean, they still right. can. They still can. And that's all like, the rage now. All the rage now is superhero cameos. Like we got fucking um uh, Charles Xavier. Woo! I'm blanking on his name right now. God damn it. Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart coming back as Charles Xavier. Like that's all the rage now. Fucking and Doctor Strange. And that's imagine, and that's what they're and that's what they're telling us, like in the trailer. Like, what are they not showing us, oh, right? Because like they kept secrets so for so long, Toby and Andrew. That I'm like, fuck, we're gonna get some other crazy Ugh. shit. And there are two sp- fucking specific things that stick out to me. Um, at one point, Batman, like he he gets knocked out for like the upteenth time by like a shotgun blast, and he takes some green shit and puts it in like an injection socket in his leg. One would instantly assume that's adrenaline, but it's green. So it could be that this Bruce Wayne created Venom. It's just not called Venom, but he could just, you know, like been fiddling around. Maybe this Alfred has like, you know, a background in biochemistry or some shit. And they made Venom and it gets out. And that was an awesome fucking Easter egg. And then the heavy involvement of the underworld of uh, like Salvatore Moroni and all that stuff. Those two aspects of the movie blew my fucking mind. That little tidbit and then that giant underlay. Yeah, man, that venom, right? Because that, like, that was what is that that he just injected himself with? It was fucking glowing green, and I think that kind of gives us like the same thing with the Joker, right? With just like there's some backstory there that we don't know, right? Because was Facts. like is the Joker placed in Arkham because of Batman? Is he already the Joker? I think Matt Reeves said that he's not fully the Joker yet. So, but what? So is easy like more Red Hood? It, I mean, how the Red Hood uh, first? Uh, like, wh- where are we at with that? And with Venom, is it is it kind of like? Kind of how Christopher Nolan was doing, although he didn't really use Venom, but that Bane was part of the League of Shadows, you know, or League of Assassins. Like, is Batman going to have that in his story here? And and that's where he got it from. Like, Rashad Gould made, I don't know. But but like, there's there's stuff to go from there. And with this movie, they're really hinting at, like, Batman is kind of creating these villains, right? Like, because he, that's what the Riddler said, right? The Riddler said, you inspired me. Like, you showed me all I need is focused rage and violence to get my stuff done um that would make sense that if he makes venom and then somebody steals it and leads the bane that it's his fault right that he made another villain for bane so that that'd be interesting and low-key like um the joker in arkham kind of ties into the joker thugs in the beginning of the movie i haven't connected Mm -hmm. that until now at all me neither you're right so so he already has like a gang right or inspired kids you know what i mean like one or the other because you know how like the people of gotham for some reason tend to be easily inspired by terrorism what the fuck <laughs> like <laughs> fucking you know the people of gotham pull out war drums for no reason son like fuck they're mad tribal 
<laughs> but yeah, like it could be like, like, you know, his gang is widespread throughout the city and they're waiting for their leader. And he could be like a shitty version of like a Morpheus type from uh, not the Matrix, from the movie, The Warriors. You know what I'm saying? Like some shit like that. But like you can see that like that place, like I never connected that until now. But those Joker thugs might set a foundation for the Joker that's in Gotham, um, in Arkham. Fuck. All right, so we got we got stuff to work on for the sequel. And the last thing about the potential sequel, though, that I do think they actually hinted quite a bit more that when I saw it again, it was more noticeable. Uh, uh, Hush. So, so hear me, hear me out, because the like apparently Matt Reeves said that Hush wasn't part of inspiration for the movie. He's already said that he would love to have Hush be a villain in an upcoming movie. Uh, right. And so in the this unit, this movie, right, they told us that there was this one reporter that tried uh, that found this dirt on Martha Wayne, right? That was trying to blackmail. Uh, well, not blackmail, but just tell Thomas Wayne that I'm going to get this stuff out, right? About the, the I don't know if you guys noticed, but the, the reporter's name, who eventually was killed by Falcone, right? Uh, is His name was Edward Elliott, who we know Hush's real name is Thomas yep. Elliott. And when in that scene, when uh, Riddler is showing that stuff to Batman about like, you know, what 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 Thomas Wayne did, quote unquote, they have when there's the photo of Edward Elliott comes up, he wrote hush on top of him. Yep. So it's like, come on. All right. So you're really pretty much. So it gives more reason because I can see this then because this was broadcasted to the world. Right. So I can see Thomas Elliott, the son, go like, what the fuck? Bruce Wayne's, you know, father killed my father. Exactly. That's what happened. I'm going to go crazy and enact revenge, um, which is a different version of Hush from the comic books because Hush in the comic books is not exactly that. They were childhood friends, right? And yeah, and I mean, they still could have been. That could belong yeah. right along with this universe. It fits perfectly well. And for example, this Thomas Elliot could be a doctor and they and they confuse like the Hush concept with like blending into this universe a Professor Pig where he where he's a surgeon that goes crazy butchering people on his way to get to Bruce Wayne somehow you know what i mean but they couldn't mesh those two into one wild hush concept yeah it would yeah. be cool Matt Reeves door show yeah so and they can they can mix that and with the idea with no man's land too cuz that was a long batman story where gotham was disconnected from the rest of the world Facts. and they kind of had to fend for themselves which we actually gotham the show it kind of did that story really fucking cool ambitiously and, uh, and yeah. so th that's kind of how the movie ends, right? Like the, the they're flooded and all that kind of stuff. So it may still be uh, a no man's land type of world with Hush, you know, getting power and Penguin getting power. And so so that 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 could be the sequel. Actually, I would even say probably save Joker for another movie. I don't know. But dude, with that shit, they could even bring in Lex Luthor and make him a Batman villain instead of a Superman one or like some new Lex Luthor. You know what I mean? We're like, um, we're like, he has to learn to be Bruce Wayne to deal with the corporate bullshit that comes with like dealing with like a Lex Luthor or like some or like a Morgan Edge or some shit. They could bring in like, you know, like a sub villain. That's one of those corporate motherfuckers. Yeah, no, they'd have to bring in Metropolis and you set up some expectations for another. Oh, yeah, facts. That's true. For another yeah, epic right. <clears throat> meeting between Batman and Superman. Fuck. Fuck, man. Damn. And watch my reviews be like, nah, I don't want to do that because, you know, and because I've noticed that's how he is. Yeah, especially because you got to really soup up Batman to make him coexist. Yeah. yeah Obviously, yeah. Snyder did it. It's this, a slippery slope. Yeah. This Batman isn't as as OP 
as the Snyder Batman. So he'd have a really hard time fucking with anything Superman level. Yeah, fair enough. Well, let us I not mean, forget. I... Let us not forget that Batfleck, like, was fighting Doomsday at one point. I mean, granted, he was mainly dodging and shit, but but that's insane <laughs> that they pulled that Facts. off. That they that, that Zack Snyder was able to put Batman. Everybody's afraid to do that, right? Putting a normal man in the superhuman situation. But Zack Snyder did it. And he did it fucking well. Oh, for example, oh, you know who would fit well in the, in the Matt Reeves verse? Black Mask. Woo. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Who we saw in the fantabulous emancipation, which Ches loved of Harley right. Quinn. <laughs> Have you seen it? <laughs> no. Nope. What would you rather watch? It. Catwoman or the fantabulous emancipation of Harley Quinn? Harley Quinn by far, by yeah. far, by far. Dude, I think Catwoman won like a Razzie or some shit. A few. Like, yeah. A few. <laughs> that shit dominated the shitty awards. <laughs> yeah, man. And because in the in that movie, the Harley Quinn Birds of Prey, you know, Ewan McGregor played Black Mask, which is come on. Pretty fucking dope. Yeah, right? he did a good yeah. job. Yeah, he did a good job. And we get him back as Obi-Wan coming up by yes. the way, people. Fuck. Soon. Hype. <laughs> All right, so those were all the Easter eggs, I think, and the speculations for the next movies. I think just the last thing, if you love the fucking Batman, there's a lot of books you should read that heavily influence the movie that even actually they took parts from it. You know, we've mentioned The Long Halloween. We recommend check out one of our old episodes. We reviewed the, the Long Halloween comparing the, the animated movie, which is really fucking good, to the comic book, you know, which was written by Jeff Loeb and, and Tim Sale. Which, you know, the comparisons start with, like, there's a serial killer. There's a serial killer in the long Halloween holiday. Uh, uh, and the killings start on October 31st. The movie starts with the murder on October 31st, right? Yep. You know, so it's, it's, there's all those similarities to that. Uh, uh, Matt Reeves himself said that also Dark Victory uh, was in, an influence. And that's actually the sequel to The Long Halloween, which I haven't read yet. Um, uh, have you guys read that one? No, I had never even heard. I have. I don't remember. Excuse my ignorance. I never even heard of Dark Victory, but I can. I definitely. I am interested now because seeing as Batman has to learn from his lessons, Dark Victory must be like him fucking honing in super well from all the bullshit he went through during the Long Halloween. Yes, exactly. And then the Dark Victory actually has Robin in it, mm. and so I'd be curious to check that out. And then he also cited year one, you know, the amazing book from fucking Frank Miller and David Masukeli uh, uh, that really reimagined, you know, that gave us the real origin story of Batman, like his first literal year. Um, you know, obviously, we, it, it's kind of just in very in spirit. I think the movie was influenced because we didn't really yeah. year two. But that's the idea of the, you know, learning uh, a Batman and Commissioner Gordon isn't a commissioner. Right. He's just a captain. And and so there's that. Um, and he also actually he also really said that uh, uh, Batman Ego was an influence. Both Robert Pattinson also said that, that he really loved reading Batman Ego, which I read recently. It's just it's by Darwin Cook. So written and illustrated by him, uh, who does like awesome like art deco type of art. And it's a trippy fucking book because it's really just about Batman kind of fighting. He's like losing it and has a hallucination and has a discussion with uh, uh, like Batman, oh, shit. but like Batman as like a monster kind of thing, like a specter. And so, because what happens is that basically the setup is that he's stopping a criminal. I think the criminal's about to like jump off of a bridge or something and he stops him. And then the criminal says like, no, because he was working for the Joker. He's like, no, no, like you fucked up because um, you, you guys uh, uh, didn't kill the Joker. And he's like, oh, no, but the Joker's in Arkham. Don't worry. But he's like, no, no, like the Joker gets out. You guys never do it. And he knows like, so I guess he was a rat or something, the, the, yeah. the criminal. 
And the criminal says, I had to kill, I killed my family to uh, save them from the Joker's wrath. Cause like, cause when the Joker gets out, cause he's like, the Joker's gonna get out like always, he's gonna kill my family. And then, he, and then he kills himself. And then the guilt of that fucks with Batman, right? Cause then he's like, fuck, like, am I really doing anything good? Am I not? And he decides that he's like, I'm gonna quit. And from the guilt, that's when the Batman Spectre appears. And it's just this whole long discussion going through his rogues galleries and the Batman trying to push him to tell him you should kill, kill finally. That that's how you'll take care of your guilt. And and obviously it you know leads to Batman choosing to still be Batman with his ethics. But it's an awesome, awesome psychological Man, that's, book. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Matt Reeves. So that's that's fuck. Yeah, I recommend that book. <laughs> And then obviously we saw elements of, of Scott Snyder's Greg Capullo Zero Year, just which which that's a long story that ends with Riddler flooding <laughs> Gotham City, but then he takes control of Gotham. So we saw a little bit of that with the fucking, um, como se dice, the, the flood. Yeah, thanks. And then a little bit from the most recent uh, uh, Elseworlds type of book, right, from DC's Black Label, the Scott, uh, Sean, Sean Murphy's uh, White Knight. Uh, we saw little elements of that there. I didn't get that. Did you have you read that one? The no, but like isn't like, um, but I I've gotten like the overview of it. That's like the one where um Bruce dies and uh, which one is white? Where the Joker gets cured and he becomes the White Knight, similar to the the Harvey Dent arc in in the Dark Knight. Yeah. yeah, yeah sorry, I was thinking about the other shit. The main comparison to that is that that story really tries to actually connect that there's a seedy history to the Wayne family and that their wealth came from uh, uh, like criminal stuff uh, yeah, and, yeah. and that, and that Bruce Wayne isn't really like his family isn't as pristine. And so the movie tried to get at some of that as well. Um, and so, cause in the book, it leads to Bruce Wayne relinquishing his wealth and coming out as Batman to the world. And it's a, it's a really fucking cool book actually. And then the, the, the sequel is coming out soon. It's supposed to have Batman Beyond uh, in it. Damn. So, illustrated and written by uh, Sean Gordon Murphy. Do our show. Yeah, the Batman it. comic. Like, if you're going to read one now, I, I would recommend that one. That shit was very satisfying. White Knight. He, he pulled a lot of elements from the animated series in there, too. Yes. yes. Heavily influenced. Nice. Yeah, there's two books already out. It's Batman, the White Knight, and then Curse of the White Knight. And then we're going to get a new one soon. So, definitely, that's the book. Uh, uh, to get into the history of the Waynes. Fuck yeah. All right, so what are we going to fucking rate this uh, borderline masterpiece? Yeah, we almost forgot that we got to rate it. <laughs> Should I go first then, just to kick off the vibe? Do it. I'm going to give it a solid 8.75. 8.75? Shit. That's specific. Fucking scientific, bro. We, we science here. All right. All right. I was trying to not do the 0.75 thing, but I think I have to do it. 7.75. I think we could do 0.25s. You know what I mean? Quarters. 7.75. All right. So we got Chez at 8.75. Let's go 7.5. Let's go 7.5. Damn. That's unexpected. And I am. Oh, this is tough. This is tough. This is tough. I'm going to have to give it. I'm going to give it a solid. Eight. Yeah, that's oh eight. shit! I gave it the highest rating. That's crazy. Yeah, and that gives us an eight point oh eight. <laughs> eight. So it's an eight. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just an eight. So for reference, 
what two things do we think are better than the Batman? I think because we can't because the other ratings that we've been now that we're tracking our ratings, <laughs> it's shows, right? Yeah. So we gave Hawkeye a 7.6. We actually said Peacemaker was better. Peacemaker, we got a, an 8.6. Yeah, that was, Peace, that was better. Peacemaker is better than, yeah, than the Batman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For Yo, sure. Look at his fucking sciencing. Peacemaker was valid. <laughs> Yes. And so we gave this an eight. All right. Exactly. Look at our fucking metrics Shit right now. Man. Up. Holds up so far. Fuck Rotten Tomatoes. You got to listen to us. Facts. <laughs> Facts. Reviews. Whenever right. we track one, let's compare it to two things and see and see how we're doing so far. Hell yes. <laughs> All right, peeps. <laughs> fucking I got to go watch that shit again. We recommend all you guys go watch that shit again. That note, we love you guys. This chest. All right, everybody. Miguel. Peace out. Deuces. Legion on Zoom, starring and produced by Jose Perez, a.k.a. Chez, Rodney Martinez, and myself, Miguel Arce. Click subscribe on wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or shoot us an email at legiononzoom at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Legion on Zoom.